this idea that we need to stop um creating such radicals even in the way we speak of like i hate all of you because of one action of someone from your community we know that not to be true allies exist we're building community in everything that we do and it's a lot of hard work and it requires you know patience and diligence but like the work is happening and we're doing it and i encourage and invite anyone who feels like they're not a part of it to get involved Hi and welcome back to the Zontag and Nothing podcast. Today with Sahra. I don't need to say anything. You guys know her already. Hi. <laughs> um, the funny thing is uh, we don't have a real topic. But since we haven't spoken in a long time, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of things we can catch up on and see uh, how it goes. Uh, how have you been, Sahra? I'm doing all right. Just trying to, you know, survive in the middle of a pandemic. Yes, um, that's still happening, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's still happening. And uh, I live in California. Um, so for folks that may not know, California is now the new epicenter of COVID-19, which is so great. Um, it's more specifically the county that I live in, Los Angeles County. So that's really <laughs> scary. <laughs> That's that's actually kind of something we have in common. Like the area I'm around is also very very hardcore with the numbers at this mo at this moment. You kind of already like did something. I, I was thinking because you know New Year's is coming up. It's it's Christmas today. Like it's Christmas Day. Um. So I'm like wondering, like you know, maybe like a recap of your year. Like what what was something mm -hmm. that that was like really that moved you. And something that, I don't know, changed something um, in you, I guess. I don't know. Uh, so I guess my like goal moving into 2021 is to kind of continue the work that um, I think is should be all of our focus, which is just community building. Um, and what does that look like? And all the things that come with community building, like, you know, justice and trust and mutual respect um so that's still my focus and i think it's uh really challenging trying to do it uh when you can't really be physically with folks um we have to be creative and i think this year has just been letting me think more creatively than i have in the past and i hope to kind of push that further into 2021 but 2020 was obviously a very um peculiar year and uh amen I, yeah i don't i don't know too much what to say too much about it i got to go to two new cities that i had never been to before which was really fun um which were in two new states um that i never been to and when i moved to washington dc about a year and a half ago i vowed that i wanted to go to all 50 states before i was 30 And I'm currently at, oh, let me tell you, I have a little tracker on my phone. I think I'm at like 18 or 19 or something like that. Um, wow. Before you're 30. Yeah, before I'm 30. That's that's the dream. Um, I am at 18. Yeah, so I've been to 18 U.S. states. And I need to go to 50 before I'm 30, which means I have about like six-ish years to get it down. 
Um, and then COVID happened. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then COVID happened. So I was only able to get two in 2020, but um, it was still an accomplishment, I suppose, which was really cool. And of course, this year, um, we had kind of a new um, resurgence of racial justice awareness in the U.S. And, you know, it didn't last all that long. I think people were really uh, paid attention and then it was fleeted like it usually does. But with the continued murders of Black folks in this country at the hands of police and the systemic racism that this country was built upon um, is kind of coming to light for folks that maybe before were um, more minimally involved. And so I also hope to continue that um, not only awareness building, but actual change. How are we um, building social constructive change in everything that we do so that um, all of our brothers and sisters, regardless of the diverse ways in which um, we approach life, whether it's from our race, our sex, our gender, ability, age, that we can all kind of live a more equitable and united life. It's true. Like my, a good friend of mine, Will Smith, says uh, racism was always there. It's just being recorded now. So, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> he, said, he said that. I know I didn't realize he's your good friend. That's cool. Oh yeah, of course he's 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 my bro. <laughs> At least I know that he's my bro. I don't know if he knows that I'm his oh, bro. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's funny racism. It's it's a topic that now that uh, got a little rekindled now that I'm doing an apprenticeship at work and I'm I'm uh, in, it's in, also I go to school like part time. Um. And at school, we have a class, um, it's called social studies. And, and we learn about laws. And there is a, a book, like, um, you know, like a law that was made against discrimination, basically. Basically about uh, equality. Um, and guess when that law was established and when it was like actually um, made. The year, just guess the year, in Germany. Well, oh, this is a German law. Yeah. And uh, oh, I don't know. Like, give it a hard. I don't guess. know. Part of me wants to say like 2019, and then the other part of me wants to say like <laughs> 1945, uh, 54, yeah. <laughs> uh, 45. Yeah, 45 was right. Thanks. Um, I actually, I actually said 1945 because I was like that. That's the only, only. Um, you know right answer but no it's uh, 2006 nice 2006 yeah. now this law is not only for um, racism or like r racist um uh, acts acts again acts ag acts of racism against uh, minorities or um, immigrants it's generally about anyone that is kind of disadvantaged whether it is um with uh just gender or um, looks, or uh, background, or even age, even. So, like, a job description cannot say that you want to have a young, motivated person, apparently, mm -hmm. because that will exclude older people. Right. Um, but it's 2006. And, um, and I'm also just, like, you're very passionate about racism, because, you know, one thing I've realized living 
it back in Germany now, um, and uh, conversations about racism come up. Uh, that I understand why people in memes keep saying white people will only say this or white people only say <laughs> that. I was not really fond of those memes because I was like, it's kind of like pointing with a finger. And sometimes, you know, not all white people are that bad, you know? And it, it, it feels like you're putting them into a box as well, like all of them. And, but now being in school, I, 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 I keep, I keep, catching myself saying the same thing when when mm -hmm. people are when we talk in class and i hear my friends or some friends i'm just like man this is such white people talk <laughs> it's like mm -hmm. uh, like um we there was this one and i'm the only turkish person in class not the only immigrant so well, not immigrant sorry um how do you first say gen uh first gen mm -hmm. your first generation german Yeah, exactly. I'm the first gen first generation mm -hmm. German, and uh, and we have other other like we have a um, Vietnamese uh, girl as well, and I think we, us two we are the only really um, Germans with a background. You know, we're born here outside but, of Germany. Yeah, yeah, and and um, she wasn't there in that class, but it, it was really funny because as soon as racism came up, it, or like I don't know, like about things about. Uh, Turkish people or like immigrants and stuff. People keep like I don't know. I keep feeling these looks at me. You know, like mm -hmm. what is he gonna say now? Like mm -hmm. he's he's always like a knight, like a knight for justice and all of that. And it, it's kind of uncomfortable to be honest because I feel like I'm an ambassador now <laughs> in my mm -hmm. class of 20 people, and I'm like the ambassador of Turkish people in all of Germany. <laughs> it's like, I know that's really hard. Uh, it's like tokenism. Like you become the token person. Because exactly. you're the only one who has yeah. to talk on all these issues, which, yeah. like, obviously, it's not fair. Um, and I don't want. I like honestly, don't please, don't ever. I, I'm not an ambassador for anything. Like, <laughs> I live my life. I, I, I my living my life is already hard as it is. If I have that pressure of, you know, representing something huge like that, like I cannot handle that. It's too much pressure for me. I, I'm not looking for that kind of pressure at all. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Yeah, I think that's. That's super real and something that I've been um, kind of contemplating for myself of there's certain folks out here who maybe, you know, people of color or have an expertise based on their lived experience, not even because they may have studied something. It's just the fact that they were born into the body they were and, and grew up the way they did. Um, and some folks have the ability to be patient and kind and teach. And they can do that. They can do that work and they can help guide folks who are trying to learn or need to learn, quite honestly, along, move them along. I've realized that I'm really not one of those people. I can't, I can't sit. And I think at first it was a bummer because I would love to be, but my patience um, has grown quite thin and maybe it will, it will, you know, callous up and I'll have more patience again. But for now, I'm not a teacher. What I can, I think I can do is just advocate where where I can and speak where I can and talk about what I can, whether that's reposting on my Instagram page mm -hmm. or having conversations like this or one-on-one. -on -one. But um, I truly applaud the folks who are able to, to sit in and teach and be a friend and hold a hand during that process because I'm, I'm currently not there, but it is so valuable. And I think um, 
unfortunately, it's going to be necessary, at least in my perspective currently, um, that we need more folks like that who are able to do that groundwork of teaching to get folks, um, for lack of a better word, enlightened on the realities of the world. Because I think a lot of people are just super dogmatic and kind of live in their own bubbles and um, aren't able to see kind of what folks are going through or, or don't care to like empathy. Yeah. I was born into a very, you know, empathetic culture and family. And, and that was something I was raised with. I never truly understood that that isn't a shared quality. Mm-hmm. Empathy is not, um, is not shared amongst the masses and it's so confusing, but in order to create, um, more empathy in the world and and also to move beyond empathy. Like empathy is so important, but at some point you shouldn't feel empathetic in order to care for someone else. We should just naturally be creating a world in which we would always be taking care of one another because your downfall is my downfall. And if I don't see it that way, then we have a problem. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it's challenging. I find I find it really interesting when when you when you said um, that people are being not amp- uh, showing showing not enough of empathy mm-hmm. because again in in class we're talking about this uh, discrimination law and a lot of people were like pointing out well that's so like you know strict if you cannot uh, like if you really want someone young you know because you want to have them for longer at work then it's just you know. Mm-hmm. understandable that that someone is going to advertise saying a young motivated person and i i kind of moved over and i was like you know like the, the age thing i think is the least problem <laughs> and the <laughs> least uh like it's it's this law is not i don't think this law is built on people being discriminated by age it's just they are included just so they are included but i think the real problem is you know equality between men and women um and 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 the and the, and the uh, systematic uh, racism against people with ba- uh, with uh, ethnic background, you know, mm-hmm. I think those are like the 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 reasons these laws exist in a way, but also to not exclude others, they include them as well, you know. And um, I was like, and I didn't. That's the thing. I didn't mention that it's for people with background or like with ethnic backgrounds, because I thought for that person to understand what it is about inequality, you know, what, what inequality means. Because racism is, is, is also one form of inequality, in my, I, I would say. You know, like, it's like mm-hmm. you want someone, some other party to have less than you and you you, you discriminate them and you, you, you put them down. Um, and that's why I said... I was going towards like, you know, there's women out there that apply for jobs. They don't get them because they're women, you know, like that, like let that sink in. That has nothing to do with where someone is from. It's just based on the per- the way the person is born, you know, like that's like sick, you know, <laughs> like not to like, I, I don't know. Cause I mean, I'm s- super for equality between men and women. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm probably, my mom raised me in a way where I respect women um, so much. And that's why I kind of went that direction because maybe he will then like understand what it is actually about, like this law kind of. Because I cannot imagine being a woman in the 21st century, honestly. 
um, because it must be just really, really hard, you know. Um, but and then I moved on to to get a little more radical. I was like, well, but things like this exist. Like, look at me, like Ilker Yilmaz, my name. Like people will will look at my name and they already know where where I'm from, you know. They they're not gonna think like, oh let's just you know see how he's doing well. Not every company does that, but there's a few companies that do that, and it's sad. So it was interesting because because that same person that person uh, is is a German. So like he explaining him how racism works is it's just it's just not gonna work. Like they will be like well but you know police have a hard time too and they're always being attacked as well like yeah okay i get that like police also have kind of a shitty card you know like being being treated like this because of other things that happen but at the same time so much injustice happened to people through their hands you know like racial profiling and all of these things and i've lived those too not to the extent of a um of 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 um, what people of color go through, but I did, you know, like I did have my fair share. But um, it's so hard to explain that to to a person that will never have that experience, and wherever that person goes, will never really experience what it means uh, to feel racism. You know what I mean? Is that does that make sense? I don't know. Yeah. No, totally. I was. Uh talking with a friend who was sharing that their um, significant other chose not to vote uh, this year. They like just didn't care and they didn't vote <clears throat> in the presidential election, sorry to be specific, in the U.S. And um, they were so upset and just like, I don't understand what their problem is. And for context, this person, the significant other, is a middle-class, white, hetero, cis, American man. He would never need to vote because his interest will always be taken into consideration because it's him and all his forefathers who created this country to benefit them, right? On the backs mm -hmm. of black folks, on the backs of people of color. And the system has always worked in their favor. It was created intentionally broken to support those people. And so why would someone like that need to vote? Why would someone like that need to understand racism or sexism or what prejudice looks like or why it's systemic? They don't, they don't need to because they will always be benefited by the system. Like it's not a mandatory requirement for them to see how other people are living because they'll continue to be comfortable. And I think that's where this idea of folks who have the patience to teach or we move to building, you know, empathy in our systems would allow for folks to, um, again, for lack of a better word, <clears throat> excuse me, be enlightened on the realities of folks. And that is so hard. And I don't know how to do that. Um, but I guess it's just one aspect of, you know, what we're talking about of their people who just, they'll never need to know because uh they're comfortable in the way they are and it's uh actually um just also because i'm i don't know i'm libra you know i try to always keep the balance between one and the other um 
And in the, in that same discussion, a uh, another classmate who is German and uh, white um, said something where I I was surprised actually a little. <clears throat> um, he's a good friend now, like we met uh, in school and and we get along very well um, because we share about the same views about equality and and you know um, justice. And and he was like, uh, yeah, but like these are real problems and um like why do you th why do you say that you know how was it so because that discussion went into like school systems and other places and um that guy who was kind of where i said like it's hard to explain them what racism mm -hmm. is or looks like he kind of argued that well germany is not you know that bad compared to other countries that <laughs> have hard times i'm like okay like yeah like what is your comparison if you compare to you know democratic republic of congo yeah germany is doing very great you know like we have streets we have schools people can walk to schools without any problem you're right but the system is the problem i said like school systems right. for example how do we study now nobody cares about what we study anymore it's just you know teachers are there to put something on the blackboard we learn it and then we finish we, we learn it we study it for an exam and then we don't care about it anymore like what is actually the point of having a school like i kind of try to go there there mm -hmm. and he was always like what but it's not that bad it's not that bad in germany and i don't i didn't know how to how to continue my trail train of thought with him about this and i brought it to my good friend who shares most who who shares with me what i think and he was like well it's easy to say that that it's good for us because you know like because it is compared to others but that doesn't mean that it's good just because it's good for us that um we can't help others you know like he was kind of putting up the the the, the, the statement that um just because we don't see injustices doesn't mean that it's okay you know that other people live unjustly or are treated unjustly. You know, because obviously the people in this classroom have a brighter future because they are here. But there are so many people outside of this classroom that won't ever have that opportunity. And just because we see that it's working doesn't mean that it's actually working, you know. Yeah. Like, I, no, totally. It was so interesting because he was... he. He's basically the same background as, as the other friend, but he has that point of view. And it, it just shows that, like, I don't know, there's these types of people and there's that types of people, you know. And it reminds me of that documentary that I would recommend to you to watch, actually. Um, it's called I'm Not Your Negro. Yeah, James Baldwin. Exactly. Such yeah. a cool guy. Like, <laughs> because I watched a documentary on Malcolm X. And mm -hmm. then uh, I watched a documentary on Martin Luther King. Mm -hmm. And then I watched, and, and I was so torn apart because one, uh, Martin Luther King is very peaceful about his movements, kind of, or was. And Michael X was like, you know, the more heroic, felt like a little bit more like, you know, um, motivating people to action and really, you know, f also fight uh, the injustice. Uh, and... I was always like torn between both. I was like, yeah, I, I understand what Malcolm X is saying and I understand what Martin Luther King is saying, but like, I can't, I can't decide what's, which, which should be my drive against this. And then I watched I'm Not uh, Your Negro um, and James Baldwin, 
I don't know. I really en enjoyed that documentary because it's based on his um, biography, autobiography, I think, or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. And he kind of puts it um, in a very fair, good way. Like he also says, like, um, you know, it's in just what white people do. And I'm paraphrasing this now. Uh, it's just what happens to um, black people. But uh, he himself was always confused on on how he should react to this. Like, should he be like, you know, Malcolm X really against this and you know fight f against it, or should he be like, you know, uh, react to it with love? And um, I think it's in the end of the documentary where he kind of poses that question that, um, or was it? Oh man, I'm so bad at this. I don't want to make. I don't want to say anything wrong either. But he says something about that not every white person is or white pe not every white person is, is evil but there's some that are and some that aren't so we we also have to look like specifically who that is not point with the finger at one group and say all white people are bad or something because he was asked a question if if um if he hated white people or something like that mm -hmm. and he was like <laughs> well not no like obviously i'm not gonna hate on every white person but like uh, only the people that are doing injustices towards black people those are the ones i will probably point my finger at um but it's i recommend that documentary is amazing i really enjoyed well it opened my eyes let's put it that way you bring up a lot of good points one of like allyship and the importance of having um people with shared identities who may quote unquote, like understand the issue, help educate the folks that come from the same realities as them, because they'll understand better than, you know, than another person who doesn't sh uh, share those experiences. Like allyship is super important in any movement. Um, and then also this idea of di this false dichotomy of uh, MLK Jr. and Malcolm X. Um, I think people, especially in the U.S. sometimes like to pin them against each other um, because uh, their methodologies might have looked slightly different. But the purpose was always the same, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was always the same thing in the end. And I think that has to be the focus of there are tons of people um, who, who weren't even named here. You know, MLK was um, one of the faces of the Black Panther Party movement. You have Angela J. Davis and James Baldwin and Toni Morrison, like these amazing, beautiful black folks who were putting in work in their respective fields um, on anti-racism and, and what that looked like. And I think we have to stop um, pinning folks against each other and really just taking the elements of each of their methodologies to create one that then brings about this sustainable change. Um, and then an one other little point that I was just going to connect for myself, you were talking about how James Baldwin, they asked, you know, if he hated white people, obviously because he's a black man yeah, um, yeah. in the U.S. and, you know, what was happening, what is happening. Um, I, I went on a date with a guy who um, we were talking about the Baha'i faith because I talk about it all the time. And, As we uh, should. <laughs> like every time well, you just bring it up. <laughs> It's a, it's like a running joke I have with my friends that the most teaching I do is when I'm dating people because I just talk about it all the time. But um, <laughs> well, that's good. Anyway, that's, yeah. You you you're telling them what they're getting into. That's that's totally totally understandable. 
honestly, it's because people think I'm very like unique and I'm like, no, 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 I'm not. I, everything I'm, that I am is because of this faith that I believe we're in. We're blessed and so, to have the writings. That's true. Yeah. Right. There's so many more people like this who are way better than me. I'm really not that exciting. Like I am just trying to embody what I believe, yeah. um, which comes from the high faith. But yeah. yeah, this person asked me, um, and he was a little familiar with the faith, which is also really random and kind of cool. That doesn't often happen as I'm sure, you know, you've experienced, but, uh, he asked me, he was like, so you must hate Muslims then. I was like, what are you talking about? I looked at him so confused. I was like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, yeah, I mean, you know, you literally are talking about how your family was persecuted and, you know, are refugees because of, um, the Islamic Republic of uh, Iran. And I was like, no, 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 don't get it twisted. Okay, there are dif- there's a huge difference between radicalized folks of any community, right? It's not even just Islam. It's any community, any mm-hmm. radicalized person um, who believes in the destruction of another party to benefit themselves, That that is not cool, right? I'm always going to be against that. That will always be what I fight against. Mm-hmm. But Islam itself, as a Baha'i, you know, we believe in Muhammad. We believe in progressive revelation. How could you hate Islam or hate Muslims um, at the cost of of a minority of people who have been terrorizing folks around the world, including Baha'is, right? That's not, it's not the same. Because if you use that logic, you then need to hate all white people. Like Jewish people would need to hate all white folks for... Um, the Holocaust and for for the genocide that obviously was atrocious. Uh, black people would have to hate white people and like all non-black people for racism against them. You would have this crazy disunified and like dysfunctional society of people who just are constantly pitted against each other. And like we know that not to be true. And it's not about oh. And even more importantly, you'd have all these people hating Christianity because uh, the KKK and other white supremacist groups think they act the way they act in the name of Jesus, in the name of Christianity. We also know that not to be true. Jesus, Jesus never advocated for things like that. And so, Jesus wasn't white either. Just want to say yeah, that I know. right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, the fact so, that this is not, not like hearsay. I mean, obviously, he's got to be at least a little brown. You know what I mean? Like... Considering yeah, yeah. where he came from. Um, so, so yeah. Anyway, this like long tangent that I always end up going on mm. is just this idea that we need to stop um, creating such radicals, even in the way we speak. Of like, I hate all of you because of one action of someone from your community. We know that not to be true. Allies exist. We're building community in everything that we do, and it's a lot of hard work, and it requires, you know patience and diligence but like the work is happening and we're doing it and I encourage and invite anyone who feels like they're not a part of it to get involved and for folks who think they live in these like postmodern societies where they don't experience prejudice I really ask you to rethink that and study and learn about the realities of where you come from and if you're still struggling hit me up and if we can't find it that I'm gonna show you to another country because I promise you there is no community that is free of these societal issues that we're all facing. I mean, um, first one one question before I continue. Are you are you still in contact with this guy, or was he was just like, okay, I'm sorry. 
<laughs> no, it was one date. <laughs> Obviously. I didn't go back after that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I think you're right. Um, obviously, um, I I see sometimes uh, a lot good comes from these kind of conversations where you end up having a person that is, you know, thinks that way, like this guy you you went on a date with. Um, because sometimes, obviously, not all the time, they will be like, oh, yeah, you're right. And then just, you know, think the way you do. But at least they have heard, um, you know, our words that clearly are not, like, not really come, they don't come from us. They're, they're from the writings. And then and, and, and we just we just try to do our best to, to, to serve humanity by, you know, talking to people about these meaningful, uh, you know, have meaningful conversations with people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I don't. I always see it as a challenge, um, and we had a deepening about this the other day. Actually, um, having a pure heart, you know, and how hard it is to have a pure heart, and mm. in a world like uh, this, where there's always like extremes, and always like we have to hate these people because of that, and and then we have to oppose these people because of that, and it's constantly like one group against another, and it's so hard to always have a pure heart and motive for for some things like for example you said um not to be confused if it's you know mlk jr or if it's malcolm x but the core of both is the importance you know they both fought for the injustices against against black folks right and and and, and that's the that, that's the core and that's what we should look at and um and see how we can improve this to make it more uh just and equal to to everyone that lives in in a country and um like you said i'm also against any injustice like a lot of people ask me for example what happens in turkey right now you know i do you support mm. erdogan or not i'm like and there was a turkish friend of mine who would always like bug me with this question and you know always would drive me to the edge because you know like i support a little bit more of a free view and uh, the view of um, Ataturk, you know, who who founded Turkey, and he actually brought a lot of change to Turkey, uh, progressive change, actually. And, of course, a lot of things happened around his time where I'm not really happy either, like, you know, the Armenian genocide and everything that, that mm-hmm. went on. Now, obviously, that I, I, don't, I don't support that at all. But, it, I mean, things like that happened around those days. It was just chaos right it was, it was war and all of things happened and and uh it we should learn from it that it doesn't happen again uh and he kind of pushed me to the edge and i i said the same thing as you did like i'm against anything that 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 feels like their agenda is over everyone else you know like they're 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 the ones that need that need to benefit and others they don't care about others like that kind of injustice i'm against that in general anywhere i go to anywhere i lived or anywhere i see it happen like even if it happens in germany i'm not going to support it either even if i'm going to benefit from it you know like i'm if especially when i benefit from it i'm going to be against it <laughs> because then i'll be like yeah. that's not fair like if i get this then that person should get it too you know or at least be supported to have the chance to reach that point or something i don't know yeah, I mean, that's when you, I guess we're circling back to democracy. Um, 
that's where, you know, you really need to be adamant and question, like, just because um, you live in, you know, an apparent democratic nation where you do have a lot of freedoms, I, like, you can't deny that. Um, but just because people say something doesn't mean it's going to do something like put your money where your mouth is basically, especially in a capitalistic system of like, you can say that you believe and want to support first nation or native American indigenous communities. Right. Like I believe in them. I want to support them. I want to help them. But like, you don't believe in land back giving. You don't actually care when they tell you do not put a pipeline in my community. Like this is the opposite of what you need to be doing. We don't listen to them when like, in Australia, when they were having the worst fires ever at the beginning of this year, uh, Aboriginal folks were were trying to uh, stop the fires the best way they know how. They know the land, right? They're literally from there. We are not. We came here. And though we may be living there and have a history there now, we are not the original people. We don't know how things function the way others do. And how dare we be so arrogant to think that we know better. And we don't listen to these communities mm -hmm. who have so much knowledge and wisdom to share. Um and, and I think that's when, like, that voting comes into consideration of yeah. it's not just voting for people who have your best interests at heart, but have the best interests of, like, your entire country and all the people, especially the folks who may not have voting privileges. Like, in the U.S., a big community is um, undocumented folks, right? Like, when you're voting, are you voting to continue to protect ICE, which is, like, the immigration um customs enforcement that deport people and you know go into people's home and raid them and pull them out because or they like don't have make them wait at the borders yeah it's i mean so my point is just like even though you may live in a democratic nation that you think um that does give you certain privileges and freedoms and those are important you should be using them to their full extent to advocate for folks who may not have those same privileges yeah I think this year was uh, 2020 was was a year that really opened a lot of eyes, you know, uh, to a lot of things that like even the smallest thing can actually change our quote um, normal lives, you know, like that that we have to like obey to to a thing that that is so small, like in size, in material size that that our governments are struggling so hard because i think that reflection um is going to be very important after you know like to see how we can improve a lot of things to help people you know like i think a lot of injustices have been um unraveled through this pandemic actually so in an, in, a, in a kind of weird and cathartic way Corona or COVID-19 or COVID-SARS-2 um, or Rona uh, has has kind of done, I think, a, a, a really remarkable job, uh, in my opinion. Like, obviously, we are all restricted to our, let's say, uh, normal habits. But even I started reflecting on, like, myself and how I can change certain aspects of my life to to either help economy or also to to help people that are that are in need you know yeah i mean i think 
COVID gave time to a lot of people who may not have thought they had time to pay attention to things. Mm -hmm. And that's why we saw such a resurgence of folks um, paying attention and wanting to bring about change. So I suppose that's like a silver lining. Obviously, um, obviously looking at all the deaths that haven't, it's, it's obviously <laughs> that's a really high price that we pay for this reflection. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's to come in 2021 and, you know, I'll continue to hold my breath. Um, I think, you know, masks I, are enough, Sahara. You don't have to hold your breath. Oh, oh, oh. So, I can swear masks. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm nervous and, you know, it's actually funny. So in 2020, I guess 2019, December 31st for New Year's Eve for 2020, you know, everyone was so excited, right? Like another decade. And for me, and I think for most of my generation, like this was the first time we were like adults for um, the decade change. Like the last time we were, you know, I was 14 in 2010. So it, it was a little different. Um, but I went with friends to um, a huge New Year's Eve party. And I was in the Bay Area in California. And BART, which is the metro, like the subway system. Mm -hmm. um, at the end of the night, we took BART back um, to our home. And you had to stop through Fruitvale Station, which is a, a yep. stop in Oakland, California, where Oscar Grant, um, a black man, was murdered by the BART police on New Year's Eve. Um, and so we I have an Instagram video that I had posted of we just finished celebrating like the whole night. Oh, my God, it's 2020. We're in a new decade. This is crazy. We're on BART, um, you know, tired and kind of cold. Um and we stop at Fruitvale Station and I take a video of the sign and I just had a really cathartic moment. I said a prayer um, for Oscar Grant and also for my country, for the United States of America, to use 2020 as a catalyst to move forward away from uh, systemic racism and like to be more intentional and constructive about the change that we're bringing. You know, I said my Yabahalapa and I was like, okay, cool. Like what a full way for me to experience this new decade change by being literally forced to remember and reckon with Oscar Grant who lost his life in the exact place I was sitting on my way home. Like it felt very emotional and important for me. And I had such high hopes for 2020 and this next decade and this year I was like, are you kidding me? I feel like I cursed it. Like that was such a horrible thing for me to do. I was like, look at what happened. But um, Little did you know you caused this by recording a video disgracefully <laughs> At the yeah, I mean, yeah obviously I'm being very dramatic that's not true <laughs> but um I think it was that that reality check of it it's not just gonna happen like that change isn't just gonna happen it's gonna be so painful and it's so frustrating because this pain has been lasting for over 400 years in this country but instead of prolonging it I think it's just a matter of like fully um running with such intention and passion towards uh, anti-racism that maybe we can, you know, not speed the process up, but like do it the justice it deserves, like actually put in work, stop just being performative in our actions and thinking one way 
but not fully seeing the picture in which racism takes shape and form. Like with COVID-19, for example, people were shouting during this pandemic, Black Lives Matter, right? We had so many protests. I was at many of them in California. Um, and then people, the same people who are chanting Black Lives Matter weren't recognizing that Black Lives Matter doesn't just mean at the hands of police brutality, but it's also in, in health, right? COVID-19 um, has been affecting the Black community at disproportional rates to other races in the U.S. Why aren't we paying attention to that, right? Why are more Black people dying from COVID-19 in this country? And why aren't we screaming Black Lives Matter when it comes to that? Why aren't we paying attention? paying attention to the ways in which systemic racism has created food deserts in a lot of the communities black folks live why are they um predetermined to have different health conditions like um uh, heart health issues and diabetes why are we paying attention to that it's not because biologically something is wrong it's because of the systemic issue that we have what is the environment doing why are we having folks um, live next to food waste and dumps and that poisons their water system. Flint, Michigan is an example of that. Like Black Lives Matter is is beyond a um, thing we chant in the streets, but how are we putting in that work moving into this next year? Um, and, and obviously for the Black community and for other communities, how are we making a more equitable society? I was just going to leave a little bit of silence after that because it was very powerful. Oh. A dramatic silence. <laughs> just, just for dramatic, dramatic purposes. Because it did give me goosebumps. <laughs> well, Sahara, thank you so much for this conversation. Honestly, of course. I think not having had a topic kind of uh, was good. So we could kind of brain and reflect uh, on our thoughts that we don't get to talk about. Well, you constantly do, but probably I don't that much. But but it kind of helped me to kind of learn a lot of new things. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for you know holding this space and apologies for those who are listening and are like rolling their eyes at how uh maybe they wanted like an escape from society and we're tuning in and i just always gotta bring it back down so i'm sorry <laughs> usually also what i try to change about this podcast is to to have like a yes or no statement right yeah let's do it uh and i don't have yes or no statements for today. nice 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 okay cool i feel so bad because I don't really brainstorm those. It usually comes to my mind, and and for this one, it just didn't happen. I didn't want to force it. So, let me Google some. I'll find us. Um, well, that would be cool, actually. It's, yeah, then, then okay. I, I'll also be surprised, like on what the yes or no statements are. You can, you can, you can even try to find something in the direction of our conversation. Racism, yes or no? Obviously, uh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, okay, I'm just gonna like randomly read these because I haven't obviously previewed them before. Um, have you ever run away from home? Oh, they're better than my statements. I should Google <laughs> them maybe. I don't know. Uh, I have, actually. You gonna tell us the story? Yeah, of course. So okay. I was like, what, seven? And we just moved to the house that we live in today. And it was like the beginning of the year 2000, the beginning of the millennia. And 
not that it does anything to the story it just sounds cool <laughs> i'm like <laughs> i'm like this guy this very ambitious young little ilker you know like he's got his bike and and he he's like in the backyard riding around and there's like this gate and that gate is really tempting to open and just you know explore the outside of this backyard so you know not really thinking about what i'm doing i just open the door take my bike and just cruising around the neighborhood in circles not much like i didn't go far i just literally just went to the park and then back home and then to the park and back home and you know as i am i don't really have a good sense of time <laughs> i happen to ride around with my bike for two or so hours two or three hours and then of course my parents came outside to see look if i'm at the in the backyard to call me for dinner and i wasn't there <laughs> all they saw was was the gate was open and then they were running around the neighborhood to trying to find me and then they did and they're really upset uh it was not a welcoming uh motion when i arrived back home and uh i don't well i guess i didn't do it on purpose i didn't run away from home home like that because i hated my home and i didn't want to see my parents but it was just kind of really a thing where it did feel like i was kind of just leaving home though yeah so i consider this as yes but yeah I guess if you consider yours, yes, I'll say yes to mine. I was a little kid, too. I lived in uh, Washington State, and I packed up a little Snoopy bandana that I had. I put, like, a couple toys and my stuffed animal, and I wanted to... I told my family I was running away from home, but I just hid in the closet for a long time because I was too scared to go outside at nighttime by myself. Um, and then eventually my mom you know, pulled me out of the closet and yelled at me. But that was my version of running away. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay, another question. Oh, this is interesting. If it were possible to colonize Marms... Whoa, Marms? That's not a word. If it were possible to colonize Mars while we are still alive, would you go... No. Question mark. No. Yeah, me neither. I don't believe in colonialism. Fuck that shit. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, I'm just thinking about the whole travel. It's going to take like three months to get there. And then and then when, once you're there, you and if you're the one of the first people, you have to like kind of be very like, you know, you can't goof around. You have to be really at that stuff. Like, okay, we have to build this building. We have to make civilization work here, you know, and it's going to be such a drag, actually. I'd rather stay somewhere where it's kind of functions and I just kind of pick at the mistakes and just try to fix them instead of... <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't, I think the only way I could go would be, um, if there was like a hundred percent confirmation that we weren't disrupting any sort of, um, life. And I don't think there's a way for us to do that. So it's actually funny that you say that because people, I saw another meme, Jesus, it's like constantly on Instagram, <laughs> the memes, um, where it says like, yo, like, think about it that there was a civilization before Earth that lived on Mars, and Mars was so effed up that we had to leave Mars. Uh, and and the capsule that left Mars hit Earth, and that caused the dinosaurs to die. It wasn't a meteorite. It was like this this capsule that came to Earth, and from there, humanity. <laughs> and I'm just like, honestly, like this is so sick, like that idea. <laughs> Obviously, it's not true, but <laughs> I mean, 
it's like this one moment where like it's like a shower thought you know what i mean <laughs> um yeah, i think that's the last one because we usually do three yeah this will be the last one i'm trying to think of like what's a good one but i guess this is cool okay um if you won the lottery would you tell your family and friends Uh, I say no, <laughs> and then show off like when you when you like go. No, no, no. To... <laughs> I say no because I would take the money and I would pay off my student loans and create like a small savings to pay off my grad school loans. I pay off my brother and some friends' loans, and then I would invest the rest in a um investment account that I could start uh continuously feeding into a mutual fund in my community. So. Wow. I say no because I wouldn't want all these people to know because everyone would pressure you on how you want to spend it, but I already know how I want to spend it. Like, if you ever are a millionaire, I'm not going to pressure you, but you can pay off <laughs> some of my loans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, yeah, I. student loans are the worst thing ever. I mean, obviously not the worst thing, but they really suck, and I'm tired of having them, and I want to go... And continue my studies, and I haven't because of finances. So, trying to pay that off so I don't accumulate more student loan debt for us, like myself and others. So I got you. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you just typed. Well, in... those were the questions. Did you just type in yes or no questions, or what did you search? <laughs> yeah, I typed yes or no questions, and I looked at three different links. And then I picked this one. <laughs> wow. I had cooler questions. The other one was like, have you ever stolen money? Which I guess is also interesting. But I was like, I don't want to incriminate anybody. So let's not talk about that. So you have? Oh, my God. Sarah. I'm not answering. I said, I'm not incriminating. I pleaded the fifth. <laughs> which is a U.S. Uh, Bill of Rights. That's, yeah, I realize not everyone is American. No, no. Um, I actually know that one because I watch a oh. lot of true crime shows. <laughs> There you and go. then you get always like, I plead the fifth. And you're like, okay, yeah. nice one. <laughs> really like this. So is he is he the killer or not? We will never know. Like, no. Thank you so much, Sahara. Honestly, uh, you looking up this question really uh, evolved this podcast now because I'm so going <laughs> to like look these things up on the go now. Like, I'm not going to... Because I was honestly trying to find statements. It was so hard. <laughs> it was always so hard. Google, man. Google's the homie. Google's your best friend, you're right. Uh well and then and then we have a highlight that usually guests comes up with. And then I'll just have the formalities and then we finish the podcast. So the The highlight what, the day, the year? I mean, since it's uh, you can't choose. I mean if you had something today you wanna share, or if you had something last week or last month or last year. Mm, okay yeah i know it's, it's kind of hard to be in the hot seat and then, <laughs> and then being asked that question oh. <laughs> uh okay i guess i'll just say so um a highlight was last night i called my nona which is italian for grandma who celebrates um christmas and she lives in Italy, so I don't get to celebrate Christmas with her um, anymore. She used to live in the States. So my brother and I called her last night, and we got to wish her uh, Buon Natale, which is like a Merry Christmas. And 
um, it was very cute listening to her because my brother and I have so many memories of secretly laughing at her English and her accents and she's so cute. And that's what we got to do last night with her over the phone. And now we're trying to figure out how we can ship her, um, a phone that has, she doesn't have a cell phone. She only has a landline and we're trying to find a way to get her a phone or a device that has, um, a camera so that we can FaceTime her because she can't FaceTime right now. And I think that would be like a really fun, um, thing for her to do. So yeah, that, I think that is the highlight I will choose for now. That's really beautiful. What's your highlight? Oh, uh, I usually I don't share my highlights. It's uh, this is my oh. podcast, uh, Sahara. We're evolving the podcast. What's your highlight? <laughs> my highlight. Um. Uh. So, I'll go for. Um, Actually, I mentioned it in this podcast. Uh, the highlight was when one of my new friends actually uh, shared his thoughts on on injustice and inequality, and it it was su not surprising, but it, it was really cool and uh, nice to hear from him uh, what I thought too. Because usually, I I I I don't know. People are not. New people I meet are usually not my opinion. They don't share my opinion, but this guy did, and I don't know. It was it was really cool to to also see his perspective because not obviously he was not hundred percent on what I said, but he added to what I had to say, and and uh, uh, the truth was in our in the middle of our conversation, and uh, mm. I learned a lot. So so that is I would actually go as a highlight, amongst a lot of other things. Of of course, I mean obviously I got to speak to you again is a highlight. I mean, it's been a long time too, and uh, this year also showed me a lot um, uh, to 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 ask how friends are doing and how they're feeling and stuff, because you know it's not you can't take it for granted. So, um, I'm sorry. Can I add one small highlight? <laughs> additional highlight? Definitely, you can. Go ahead. Um. I just remembered that the other day, our um, mutual friend, Delia, who has a daughter whose name is Lely, who I call my niece, um, said my name. And I have a voice note of her saying my name. What? So that is my highlight. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it was so exciting. I cried. <laughs> does, does, does she say Bambi? I don't know, but she said my name and I'm, uh, she didn't just say my name. She'd like, I think Delia was pointing at a photo of me and then she said my name. So that means she also knows me and, and considering the awful situation in which I have not met my niece physically in person yet. And yet my whole family has, she's literally been to my house, but I was living in Washington DC at the time is so infuriating so the fact that she recognizes me and says my name is like all glory to God. I am so happy. Um. You're saying this to also make me jealous, right? 
<laughs> no, I I just remember that like you are someone who would be excited by this because I am, you yeah. know who Lely is and like yeah. you obviously know who Delia is because other people would be like, okay, yeah, who cares? But this can, was a major highlight for me. Can you play that voicemail or that? No? Oh my god, yes. Um, so I can judge whether she said Sahara or if she said Ahra um, or something. Okay, I'm not gonna. You can't hear it if that's what you're gonna do. <laughs> Okay, uh, let me know if you can hear it. Let me turn the volume up. Okay. Hey, who's that? Sarah. Yeah. Sarah. Yeah, it is. Oh <laughs> could you hear it? Yes, I did. But she said Sarah. <laughs> she said Sarah. She sang Sarah! <laughs> <laughs> also, the fact that she even could say that. So, I my nickname is uh, Sasa because I... When I was Laylee's age, I did not know how to say my own name. And so I like randomly started calling myself Sasa. And my whole family has called that my entire life. Like I don't even notice when people call me Sasa or Sahara. It's like the same thing to me. It's the same thing with um, me and Bambi. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> so so um, I thought like to make Laylee's life easier because she's baby she would also learn to say Sasa first because it's just easier. But Homegirl is out here just like flexing her Persian roots and is saying <laughs> Sahara. So I'm, I'm so going to ask Dida if, if, if Lady says Bambi. I'm, I'm definitely going to like ask her. <laughs> you need to have Lily on the podcast. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to have Delia on this podcast and I just, you know, ask her how Lady is doing and then ask her if she says Bambi. Yeah she can make a special appearance you should have one with your nephew dude yeah but the thing is he actually well he doesn't stay at one spot for a long time oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like sitting there with with a microphone well he knows uh how he loves the guitars in my room and he loves the microphone and he Cute. knows to say microphone and play guitar and making music he's like let's make oh. music um And there was this one time he walks up and he had like a, a, a Christmas uh, sweater with a reindeer on it. And I posted on Instagram, actually, I think. And he walks up to my room and he's like, and he calls me Daya now, you know? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, Daya? I'm like, yeah, how, how are you? He's like, and he comes up to me and then like he's like, he brought me like uh, chocolate. And he like throws it at me. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah. They they just left like a few weeks ago, uh, oh, but no. they were here for a few months. But yeah, like it's 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 I don't know it's so special, so like little people talking and yeah, they're so cute. <laughs> it's crazy. I don't, I I also my heart melts a lot too when he says. Anyway, Sahara, thank you so much. I really for sure. Um, it's, it's really cool catching up. Um, cool. Then I wish you a uh, Merry Christmas. And a happy new year. Uh, happy holidays as well, because there's also a lot of other people that celebrate these days. For a lot of other reasons. I think so. I don't know. I'm not really... <laughs> I am out <laughs> in a few months, so... <laughs> and Norris as well. <laughs> um, yes. And uh, please uh, give my love to your brother and your mom and your family. And stay healthy. Thank you for listening. And if you like this podcast, like it, follow it, and stay tuned and volume up. You may go, Sahara, now. You wouldn't. Oh, okay. Um, 
um, as always, thank you so much, Bambi, for making this space. Um, it's always a honor and privilege to be here and share the mic with you. I don't know if anyone even listens anymore, but it's really nice. I listen. I get very excited. Um, Did you listen and... to the episode with Mao and Saba? The very yes, episode? so good. I heard my name drop. Thank you. Cool. Well, I look forward to listening and cringing at myself as always, but um, thank you again for this and please send my love to uh, your family and I hope that in 2021 it is safe for us to travel and we can be reunited again it's so true yeah I really hope that it's actually that we can actually meet up and stuff in real life yeah me too and maybe we can do an in-person podcast oh yeah that's so cool <laughs> right. oh I'm so excited anyway thank you thank you thank you